0: Once again, in my parents' trailer. And, well, I have AJ here. So, AJ, you got your binder. You're looking through some stuff. What you got? You got oh, anything that I'm you just... wanted to bring in right away?
1: No, not really. I'm just kind of, uh, talking about, uh... Actually, it's called Surprising Facts About Death. Oh. And, um... It seems I, like I'm, something I'm, you would
0: have in that great binder.
1: Yeah. Well, I tried read, you know, uh reading it all through before there's quite a quite a few pages here. Well and uh but uh after I read it and we'll clean it up a bit then develop
0: we'll some info for nice. us. Yeah. So I was just listening to uh a YouTube video by a guy named Lazy Masquerade and he does some different stuff, um just like weird facts, stuff like that. And he was talking about, you know, Jane Doe's and John Doe's They're usually people who, you know, they don't have a name or identity, so they try to give them identity. And when they do one of those sketches, the reason why sometimes they look a little bit, uh, I guess, over-exaggerated or odd is because they end up taking um, something that is like a feature that would be identifying of them, and they exaggerate, almost cartoonish. And so that way it would stick out in people's faces. Or, sorry, people's minds, the face or whatever, or the feature. Sure. And so they were saying a lot of the time that's why they look kind of odd. is Because, you know, if they were going to go and do them like how they actually would look, it would be unrememberable. Huh. huh. Right?
1: Well, that's good info.
0: So I was thinking today, you, you know, have a lot of friends at mortuaries. You've obviously spent some times at funeral homes, graveyards, things like that. And we've been talking about ghosts and haunted things have you ever had a weird experience at any of those places? Like, you know, when you would go down and deliver flowers or any of those things, did you have anything that maybe was saying, hello?
1: You know, uh, nothing I could point to uh, right now, but uh, I will, you know, tell you, the the different places, every, every place is run a little bit different, you know? Um... This friend of ours of of the family, um, was, uh, he, he started his wife into the flower business and it was, uh, it was something, it was started out to be because she had uh, come down with cancer and he was in construction and he thought she needs something to keep her busy, um, so she wouldn't really think about it that much and, uh. That's how he got started. Then um, he, uh, uh, around the holidays, he he really started to get buried. So he asked me uh, uh, the, if, you know, since I knew the whole area down there where we live, well, what do you guys, you know, what would you like to do delivering, helping us out delivering flowers and things like that? So I said, yeah, it's not a problem. That's the way to do it. And that's how he got, you know, you meet a lot of people through people. And uh, that was the the fun part. Um, And, you know, it was just, uh, yeah, there was some weird stuff. I mean, like, I guess once you're a mortician, though, you look at life completely different.
0: You know, I feel like you couldn't help but look at life a little bit differently than the average person when you're a mortician. Plus, I think... I don't know. I always thought it would be kind of a cool job to be a mortician and be able to uh, help people, you know, send them on their way to their next chapter.
1: Well, there's... You know, there's more to it than... than, uh, you know, uh, you would think. There was um, the one mortician that we... I got to meet because of the fact that I was delivering flowers up there pretty often. And uh, he was really, uh, he was, he he was different, okay? I feel Um, like you're
0: being nice by saying he was different.
1: He was different. But, you know, like one of the things that, um, they have what they call Gravity Hill.
0: Oh, is this the one where like it's almost like a... Things roll backwards.
1: Things roll backwards. Yep, and you know they—they they tell you, hey, I mean that was the the, the whole thing. Uh, you park there, you put it in neutral, and the the car will go uphill by itself. And uh, it was pretty interesting, uh, being that it was just so close to the uh, mortuary too. It's all those uh, dead people. Yeah, I guess. Man, I'll tell you. Of course when you you know, when you're a lot younger you don't really uh I don't know, you look at life different. I feel like, like this is
0: one of those
1: uh trick
0: smudge sticks. Yeah. So you wanna tell the people what I'm doing Ooh. right now?
1: I'm not sure what uh, what that is, but anyhow, uh, she just lit something up here and it is.
0: It's Palo Santo. It, it's what? Palo Santo. So it helps Palo- pay negative energy.
1: Oh. Okay. And then we always use that, that's for sure.
0: Because what did I also just pull out?
1: Uh, the Ouija board.
0: I did. Well, I figure, you know, this is the last day that I'm here for a couple of weeks because. I need to go, uh, you know, get my teeth fixed again because, well, I seem to just have issues in that way. I really can't even understand how I got a permanent bridge put in and then had it come out besides the fact that, well, I'm a hot mess and weird things happen to me, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, you know, boy, I'll tell you, I I have... Uh, I have know, the corniest a- teeth, though.
0: I have the prettiest teeth. People always tell well, me do. how pretty of a smile I have in teeth.
1: There was a, uh, I worked at a, a shirt company um, as, you know, after school and stuff and then uh, during the uh, summer months. And it was, it was kind of funny because uh, the the people there was high, uh, I think it was, God, I can't remember how many Hispanics. Uh, that were there that didn't really speak English, and uh, so it was it was kind of uh, neat because while I was uh, there were mo- m- most Spanish or Mexican whatever you want to call them. but um, one of the uh, uh, one of my friends there uh, was also uh, doing this. you know he was in the shipping department we both were and uh, it was funny to see how how things work you know um, they, they they were kind of in a different world to be honest with you I mean you know that's like one day I come in and and um, come into work and man in the sewing department and all through there, they these people were dressed. I mean, they were dressed great. And uh, so, uh, uh, Big John, we used to call him. He was um, he was quite a bit. He, he was big. But anyhow, <laughs> his name he, was an accurate one. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't skimp on that one. But anyhow, I asked him. I said, "Man, uh, John, what's uh, what's up out here?" And he says, "What do you mean?" And I said. Man, I mean, everybody is just so dressed up and and then they all had uh shopping bags like, you know, things uh, at their um at their workstation and I said, What's what's up? And he says, Oh, he says, uh, they're all uh going to um a wedding in um uh, Mexico. And I said, Well The whole company. What what, what's happening here? I mean, am I going or or what's up here? And he says, no. He says, they're all either related or by friendship or you know regularly related. And he said, "Um," I said, but they're all dressed, man. They're the nines. He said, yeah. He said, in a little bit, you'll see the big green bus come in. I said, what? What what is this big green bus? Well, yeah, what it is? It's immigration, and they're gonna come in and they're gonna haul as many people as they can out and take them down to the border in Mexico. I said, "You got to be kidding me." I said, "No." He says, "You you watch." So anyhow, we're working back there and over the PA system. Uh... Voice comes through and says, "Okay, you know everybody are line up are going to the immigration bus." I looked and there's this big green bus out in front, and they're putting everybody on on the bus, you know. And I said, "Well, what happens now?" He said, "Now they're all gonna go down for uh, um, the wedding. It's a big." Wedding in a small town. And um, it's uh, they'll be back Monday. I mean, this is like Friday, you know. And I said, so how are they going to get back? He said, oh, they'll, they'll find a way to get back. But they'll all be here Monday morning. And I thought, man, am I dreaming or is he just slinging the bull? Sure enough, here we go. Big green bus pulls up. Everybody line up out here by the door. And that was immigration people getting everybody lined up. Man, they're, they're all hanging on to their shopping bags and different, you know, uh, things. And they all line up. They just go out there to the bus. They all line up in the bus, and the bus is gone. I said, well, what what happens now? He said, well, we'll take them down to the um, border and drop them off. He said, but don't worry. They'll all be there Monday morning. They'll all be here. And I thought, yeah, right. Sure enough, Monday morning, they're all there. And I I was amazed at that. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, no use paying for tickets to go down there when we get a free ride oh my and um so that's what i found out about uh how things work yeah i
0: you mean know? you got a <laughs> you got the 411
1: on that one man i did and i uh, you know it was uh with the different um nationalities and everything there's a lot of things that uh, you you don't realize it's it's happening you know and uh but they've got everything pretty much down pat
0: they got it handled
1: oh man do they ever
0: so <clears throat> i've been moving stuff around obviously cuz tried to give us as much of a good surface for this
1: okay
0: yeah so i mean we've we've done this once or twice before but we haven't done it in a while yeah
1: that's true do
0: you have any questions you want to ask
1: uh no.
0: No? Okay. Well, let's...
1: uh. Let's get to it.
0: Let's get to it. So... Well, okay, I'll come over on have your it. side. Have we'll have road. to put down these mics. We have to put them both down? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta use both hands on it.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: So... Yeah, I, mean, uh, I can bring it closer to you. Look at this. Yeah. I made a makeshift table. Yeah, um, Alright. So I say... The first thing we ask, the great Ouija board, is, is there any positive energy that is going to come out of this board today?
1: Do we have to to wake the board up?
0: I feel like you're pushing too hard. Could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's not a fan of us doing it in front of people.
1: Well, evidently, it's a little.
0: I mean, I feel like it's, it's gonna come over to yes if I was the only one on here, but I just feel it's because it's like pulling
1: me this way. It must be because I. I don't feel anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think Ouija wants to play with us today.
1: Not. We're on our own.
0: Huh. Well, I mean, I was starting to sweat there for a minute, and I remembered I turned on the wood stove and closed all the doors
1: that'll do it
0: that will do it i'm serious
1: and that's that's one thing about this um uh, coach that we had this trailer um, you
0: want me to open up the doors? is a little bit too warm in here now no okay maybe i should just take my hood off
1: there you go i have my lumberjack
0: uh, socks on i don't know if you noted this
1: you're you're ready to
0: I have the sure craziest then. outfits on, I feel like, when I'm here in Oregon. But just like in general, I feel like even when I come back, I have crazy outfits.
1: Well, you know, that's always the funny thing when uh, you could... Uh, and actually, my kids did the same thing after we were here for a while. Uh, you you could see kids, people, they're standing out here wait, waiting for a bus, Right. And they have got uh, sh- their shorts on, and their high boots, shorts, and and if you if you look at them, they're wearing a big, uh, you know, puffed up jacket. Yeah. And they're it looks like they're caught between two seasons. Well, I you mean, know?
0: personally, when I used to live here. I would have to uh, layer up in the morning and then kind of pull stuff off in the midday because it warms up so quickly. And so, like, I would go and wait for the bus and everything. And I would bring, you know, we have a little bit of a walk. It's mile. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with such things. I know this. <laughs> um, but it's a mile-long walk to where the bus stop was. And so, before I drove, I would have to walk down the hill and go up another hill and everything, and you'd get a nice little glisten going on if you were, uh, you know, hoofing it, if you're running a little bit late, and so what I would end up doing is I would put on, you know, uh, shorts or whatever, and then have a jacket, have boots on if it was going to be raining, because as you're walking, you don't want to be sludging all that stuff on you, and then it's like, you know, then you gotta pack it all home with you at the end of the day, because by the end of the day, you're wearing like a t-shirt and shorts. But you have your, you know, all your layers and stuff. The other thing I always think is kind of funny living in Oregon. It's the only place that I know that I can wear flip flop shorts and a sweatshirt all at the same time, and you're perfectly dressed.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, You you go by, you watch the uh, um, the people that are out there, the the kids getting ready, waiting for the bus. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, they got parkas. Oh yeah. uh, uh, shorts, and, and um, high boots.
0: Do you remember uh, when I lived in Tillamook and I would have to wait for the bus and you got me that bubblegum pink ring coat? And you still actually have it in there and you're always trying to get me to wear that thing. Uh,
1: it's it's different.
0: Oh, it's, it's huge. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's bubblegum pink. It's a ring coat, so it's, you know, the plasticky. And it goes pretty much all the way down to, like, mid-calf on me. And, I mean, it's just... It's a dress. And I used to have to wear that. And, um, oh, man. Mud boots and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We would call them muck boots. Because you had to wear them in the muck. And it's yeah, the only right. thing that would also stay on your feet when you're walking in the muck because otherwise the muck actually grabs your shoe and then oh yeah yeah yeah. there's a
1: suction to it and it'll just it'll just pull it right off from under you
0: the things that i know that like are just yeah this is common knowledge like i know vr one day was like he was blown away because i was spray painting something and i had a uh, ice pick with me and he was like why do you have an ice pick i'm like Well, because sometimes the spray can, you know, gets adhered when you're spraying stuff because it, you know, keeps it open. Sure. And it just keeps on spraying paint and you need it to stop. So the quickest way is to, you know, stab it. You end up having a direct amount of a lot of paint go straight down in whatever direction you stab it, but it's over. You put it out of its misery. And he looked at me the very first time I did that and it was just like no hesitation, just ice pick out of, you know, the back pocket bam into it and he's like okay number one you just have that in your back pocket you had no shield on it and I'm like yeah no it's fine he was like are you trying to pierce your back (laughs) like this is insane he was like you need to have like safety tools and so like I have tools that are only like my tools they're like you know they're approved they're approved like he doesn't think I can do that much damage with it Especially after your, he heard that whole thing when I was talking about on the podcast that like if you just you know sawzall and chuck it into something real quick oh, yeah. and you get that kick yeah. back he'll usually come he's like yeah no so no more sawzalls.
1: Well, you know, uh, it's it's funny because the different areas that we moved from and moved to, uh, they're all they have their kind of quirks. Oh yeah, like know?
0: we have burn days here when we lived in Tillamook. Like, there was no burn days. Oh yeah, I mean it's wet uh, all year round. Like you don't even have to worry about anything catching on fire.
1: It's all pretty, <laughs> but you know that that's funny because we moved in and and I'm I'm, you know, new to the area, so I don't know all this stuff. But I'll tell you one thing: uh, those farmers, they have uh, they're in their own world. And they hey, uh, have come things that are just oddball now i you know i I've met a few of matter of fact I was trying to burn um some of uh vines and things like that and uh i'd I'd be out there man I got my my pile of vines and and what have you, and I'm just man, I'm just lighting that suck her up. Tried um a, a little flamethrower and it wouldn't stay. Everything is just it's wet. Everything is just so wet. So um the uh, my neighbor, a uh, nice guy, watched me. Uh, uh, we we lived up a little higher than him, and uh, so he was down off the road. And he used to watch me out there, and day in, day out, man, I'm trying to get these vines burning.
0: He's just watching you struggle, bussing.
1: He is just watching me, and finally, after a few days, he comes up, and he said, um, are you having problems? I said, well, you know, what, what do you think? And he says, well, you, you, you every day, you're out here, and he says, you spend just an enormous amount of, of time just to get this stuff smoking and it never catches fire.
0: Well, I like how he points out that you just get it smoking a bunch.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he said, um, are you serious about burning them? And I I said, well, yeah, I, I guess you might say that. So anyhow, he says, ah, let me, let me take care of it. Let me show you how it's done. So he goes down to his barn, comes back, and he's got a couple of uh, old uh, tires. And he says, here's what you got to do. Watch me. And we got a big pile of vines there and everything, and he gets this um, couple of, um, you know, uh, tires that were worn out and everything, and he just stuffed them in there. And, uh, then he says, well, this is what we got to do. He says, you have a, one of those torches? I said, I sure do. Okay, no problem, ma'am. We'll just light this puppy up. And I said, yeah, I've been trying for days, trying to get this thing going, and it goes right out. He said, don't worry about it. You watch me. And he he brings out this can and I, I'm assuming it was gasoline. And but when I asked him about it, I said, "Is that gasoline?" He said, "Well, sort of. Uh, it is gasoline and diesel."
0: Ah.
1: And uh, diesel is at a lower burn point. So he said, "What we're going to do is we're going to soak it both of them, uh, this pile up with both of them." And let it let it burn. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is going to work. He says, I'll tell you one thing. He said, it's going to work, and uh, but don't tell anybody how I told you to do this. And I said, why is that? He says, well, it's kind of like illegal. I like it when Great. anyone
0: says it's kind of like.
1: Yeah, kind of like. So anyhow, he throws that um, match in there, and he fires up the old uh, little torch. And that sucker, I kid you not, must have burned for three days. It was unbelievable. And, uh, but, that's the farmer's way of doing it.
0: I, uh, so one day, I was out trying to burn stuff in my yard, and because I live in Washington, everything's wet, and I was like, well, you know, let's use my little science mind that I have. So I got real brilliant. And I, when it got some mast tone. Oh. Yeah. And I threw that on those sticks. And it zapped out all of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, you gotta be careful with some of those mixtures, I'm telling you.
0: And so I light it on fire and it's just like, poof. And, uh... I went inside afterwards and VR was like, I thought you were going to be burning. Usually I smell a bunch of smoke and things like that. I was like, yeah, no, I'm done already. It's gone. Never will I do that again. <laughs> like, I never, I never fear about my mistakes like that. That was one that I was like, you know, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, invisible fumes coming off this wood. Yeah. And it's been like a half an hour of it sitting there. I mean, it looks pretty dry. Oh, sure. And so then the next time, I was like, well, I'm not going to repeat this one.
1: Well, and that's how you learn. And I didn't realize a lot of the farmers out there, um, it's it's kind of funny because they would say, um, if you're going to go fishing, there's a river that comes through the town. It's called Wilson River. You do not fish. Um, In the Wilson. Be, yeah, you at know, a certain point. At a certain point, you you, and I asked him. I said, "Why is that?" And he says, "Because that's why they uh, the cows that they they die, and they're not sure exactly why. The the farmers get a front get their front loader out, pick pick up the cow, drop them in a river, and that's oh. it for the for the fish to eat. You know. And that's like the circle and, of life.
0: The circle. Cool.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy how they have their own thing.
0: Well, do you remember though when it flooded and uh we had went to the grocery store and we went to go get meat or something one time and everyone's like, Oh yeah, nope, 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 nope And we were like, Why? And they were like, Yeah, you don't you don't buy meat at the grocery store after it floods because there's a certain amount of drowned cows and sometimes yep. it's like you know, a small window, and they just seasoned it up, and we're like, oh! And so we started buying, like, half a cow and half a pig, but, like, the the things that were crazy, like, our, um, our car, you know, what, it got, like, washed away, like, m- a mile down the road and was underwater for three days.
1: Well, that's, <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Uh, my other daughter worked at Safeway. Safeway's right in the middle of town. Anyhow, uh, she called me up, and she said, uh, "Dad, she said, you know, um, uh, we're uh gonna we're getting out of the, uh, uh, town, you know, and uh, she said, and I'll uh the uh the boat is coming to pick us up, and it's a flatbed boat, and I thought she's just yeah." Another one of her pranks. So anyhow, um, I got my truck and went down to the office, which was right in the middle of town. And they have Highway 101 that goes up and down the coast, um, and it was it was flooded. I mean, it, there's no doubt about it. And she said, uh, "I said, well, where did you park your car?" And she said, across the street, because it's higher there, uh, land. And um, we looked over there. There wasn't a car to find. So we were looking and looking and looking. And we found it three days later. And it was stuffed up against a, um, in a service station up against the wall. And it was mud like you would not believe. And... Um, it was in the in the vehicle. It was <laughs> just all over the place.
0: Well, wasn't that like a Nissan Sentra at the time?
1: Yeah, it it was, and I had it towed up to the house, and a guy came by and he says, "Is that your car out there?" And I said, "Yeah." He he said, "Well, I tell you what," he says, "I'll uh, do. You want to get rid of it?" And I said, "I tell you what, fifty bucks and take it." And he did. He, you know, chained it up and took it. And it was about five or six months later, I'm coming down the Highway 101, and there's that red Sentra sitting there.
0: Well, and it had a very unique unicorn sticker in the back window. It did. And he didn't even
1: remove the sticker. Nope, the sticker was on. I pull, I thought, and it's got a for sale sign on it. Now, some poor guy is going to,
0: but, I mean, you could see the actual, like, uh, condensation in the headlights still.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's what they would always say, that when you get ready to buy a um, a vehicle, you'd never buy it on the coast because chances are there's a lot of water damage to it. Yeah. And, anyhow, they, um, but anyhow, he had this thing for sale. And I thought, nah, I'm not sure if it's hers or not. Pilled in, pulled in, saw the uh, the same sticker that she, that she was talking about, and there it was. Sure is shit, somebody bought it, and I thought, oh my god, there's gonna be what happens because of the um...
0: well. And that one had what like inches and inches of like silt. on the dash, in the glove compartment.
1: It was underwater, strictly underwater for three days. And uh, it was just, uh, and and that's why, you know, a lot of the people on the coast will say, hey, if you're going to buy a car, never buy it on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, go over the hill. Hey,
0: I mean, I can totally understand that after seeing some of those things like that. And, I mean, the amount of rust damage that you can't even see, it's just like one day you're driving down the street and your engine just, like, falls out. <laughs> well,
1: there was a... Uh, uh, as I as laugh kind of, about
0: that, that's like, that's the most horrible thing to have happen. Why did I laugh?
1: Well, uh, it happens. But I... Uh, yeah, one of the uh, guys at work, um, he he did a little, like, uh, racing with cars. He, he knows it cars in and out and um, there was a Chevy dealer right in town and um, he said, well he told me he says, man you know that Chevy dealership was trying to get all the cars out as quick as they could Um, but the way the the flooding was coming they, they had a heck of a time getting them out so he said there was a Corvette in there that they were uh, uh getting ready to work on. And it was it they it was demolished too. So they had a, a sale and he went in and he bought this Corvette. It a beautiful little car. And um he took it up to his house and he was working on it. And um uh, gosh he'd worked on it for months and months. This
0: was our neighbor, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No, this was somebody to work with me. Oh, okay. And he um, he said, um, you know, I got to get rid of that that vet. And I said, well, wh- why is that? He says, you know what? He said, the son of a gun was in the in the water, and it's salt water, and sections of it, and all the wiring, all the uh, metal and everything, was all rusted. And he said, it. no matter what you do, even though I work on him, he said, it's going to still cost more than it's worth.
0: Do you so, remember when um, our neighbor had that white Corvette and he ended up, didn't he end up getting it um, accidentally filled with gravel or something because he parked in like a construction zone?
1: Uh, there was something about that. Or it was cement. That's what it was. It was a cement truck, yeah. It was a
0: cement truck that accidentally got too close to it when he was parked in a place. And they accidentally filled a fair bit of it with cement. We also had that particular neighbor that, man, do you remember that sparrow that was stuck in his... uh, Oh, the door? The barn door. I mean, okay, so these barn doors, they're not easy to move. Like, when you start moving them it's like a couple minute process because they're old they're on these uh i guess old railing like what you would have like for some of the old shower doors and stuff but like you know just huge well this guy rusty usually yeah yeah and i mean they're not new by any extent this guy has apparently insane timing because as he's closing one of those there was a sparrow flying through and he closed it on the sparrow when it flew midway through. Never in my life have I ever seen anything like that. And then he uh, he didn't, like, open up the doors for, like, years afterwards. It was almost like he was proud of it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, you know...
0: It's like one of those things where it's like, people aren't going to believe this, so i got to leave it here. It's like the big yeah. fish
1: story. Yeah, and it was, it was funny because... Um, he he was the nicest guy, you know, uh, the neighbor, a great neighbor. Anyhow, he uh, he come by one day and he says, "Hey, you know, let's go. Uh, they're having one of these auctions that you uh, you know they'll let you look in there, just like the TV program. They'll let you look at oh, it.
0: Oh, like the uh, storage wars.
1: Yeah." But they don't, you, you know, you can't go in. But, but you, you got to see it see. once
0: they pop the lock.
1: Yeah. So anyhow, he is, uh, he's buying, uh, and one of these uh, storage units, they will just let you, you know, like I said, glance in, and then you, you'll have to, uh, it's a bidding war from there on. So uh he called me up and said, "Well, let's go down there and see what they got." I said, "Okay." So we went down and, and it was um uh people were, you know, buying these uh, storage units and one of them this guy has a um um a full thing of uh gear for a fishing but there it's ocean fishing. And uh oh man, he was, these people were scoring big time. So he uh, said, what the heck? There's still got a lot more to go. Anyhow he bit on the one he bit on his one storage unit and um uh, when he opened it up and everything and and I don't know if it was a joke or what, but what it what was in the storage unit was a um it's a miniature golf Aww. things like
0: and what
1: would be at like a place that you would go like a family amusement center yeah yeah Aww. A, and he was so you know well it probably wasn't worth Whatever price he paid, but and that's why he said, ended up
0: having like the windmill and all that.
1: Yeah, the windmill he had down there was part of it.
0: I never and understood that that was actually from a mini golf thing, but now it makes sense why their property looked like that.
1: Yeah, well, what he did is he was he was so excited about it, um, and like I said, he lived down from uh, uh, down from me, but he. Got so excited, he unloaded it. He unloaded the whole thing, and and uh, in his driveway, he had a long driveway. He started setting up there. So, uh, and his wife wasn't uh, home yet, and uh, he says, "Boy, she's gonna be, she's gonna be excited about this."
0: I don't I know said, if "excited" was the same word that we were all thinking she was gonna have. <laughs>
1: But anyhow, she pulls up in the driveway because you could, you know, see her from our place, and she gets out, and I, I, I don't remember exactly what the words were that they were uh, talking to each other about, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty. Um,
0: it was fun to be a fly on the wall for.
1: Oh man, I mean, I, I've heard words there that I never even knew existed.
0: That was like a but, fun set of neighbors. Do you remember the one time that they got drunk and they went out uh cow tipping?
1: Yeah. They yeah. like
0: they did jello shots and went out cow tipping and like they found out that the cows have to be asleep for you to tip them because they'll actually push back.
1: Oh, they will.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an art. Like people think that you just go out there and you tip cows. No, they have to be sleeping. Cows sleep standing up. So you can't just go out there and expect that you're going to go throw a cow over on its side. Plus, don't well, even do that to begin with. It's not nice. The cows didn't
1: well, do anything. see, one of the one of the things too is, um, up in in Oregon where we were, uh, they were just um, there was a lot of activity uh, that they didn't really want anybody to, you know. Uh, they didn't like visitors. I mean, they they just... And they would tell them. Just come in. They had a... Um, one of the big attractions they had was a... Um, oh, the cheese
0: factory and then the, the well, air museum, right?
1: Yeah, the air museum was, uh, was something else. And they originally had two uh, blimp hangers. And those things are huge. There's... It's unbelievable. You go in there, and the it, it's so high that they, it has its own um, uh, climate.
0: Oh, man. And didn't they uh, have one that burnt down or something?
1: Yeah, there was two of them originally. And one of them, they had uh, a lot of uh, hay in it, and uh, it caught fire and burned down. So they still had the the one... And they had different planes in there and everything. And uh, a new guy came into town, and he introduced, come into the office, introduced himself to, you know, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, um, I'm taking over the uh, air museum." And I said, well, "That's great, you know." So anyhow, he um, he he uh, said, well, "We're gonna, you know." make we're gonna make make some money out of this thing well, I mean in theory that sounded great but the 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 museum is huge it you know you just can't imagine how how, how big this thing is but anyhow he uh he put a big sign out there right on 101 which is the main highway route. Up and down the coast, and um so anyhow, he goes ahead and he uh, uh was talking about uh well, you know what I'm going to do is put up a nice big sign. I think that's part of the problem. People don't know what it is, and they just drive by it, by it and there was a small sign out there by the by the road. So anyhow, um he has this big sign made, made. And um well the 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 fathers of the you know the the whole place down there said no, you can't you can't do that. Uh you know, uh it's some the the signs too big and people can't see it. It's right on 101 and it's a safety thing and all this kind of stuff, so you got to take it down. So he did. He took it down, and he kept coming to my office. And he said, "You know, um, these people down here don't really want to. You know, they want people to just stop in for the day and keep going." So he said. So I'm getting a lot of flack back on uh, my sign. He says, so you'll probably hear a lot of f- flack now. He says, because I've got an idea. So I said, well, you know, more power to you, brother. Did
0: you say, oh boy, I love I, plans that are going to give me flack.
1: Well, this, what he did is he, I forget how many gallons and gallons of paint that he had. And it was all black paint, and on the side of this huge um, hangar, it said Telemot Air uh, uh, Show, and I mean it was huge, and boy, those old uh, uh, the old people there in that town about had a heart attack. So said, well, you can't do that. He said, I already did.
0: So it's my property.
1: That's it. So uh,
0: So why did he think that you were going to get a bunch of flack?
1: Well, it, because what happens, too, is that uh, in the small towns, I'll I, I give you some idea. Being um, a postmaster or anything like that in one of those towns, people come to you to complain. Now... And I've I've been in that situation before, but not so much as to have them complain that it's go- I'm going to change it because I you know
0: you just are a good listener.
1: Yeah, I guess I, that's it, you know. But um, it, it's it's funny because in those towns like that, um, it's a different world. Okay, different world. We um, we had quite a few uh, uh, different things. There's a um, um, business called Mint Snuff, and I don't know how many people have ever even heard of it.
0: Well, I remember. But, so those are like snuff packets, right?
1: Yep. People that are trying to give up smoking will buy these. Um, it's called Mint Snuff. And what it is, is little packets, and it is, man, the strongest mint you ever had. And uh, you just, you know, suck on that and keep it in your mouth and everything. And um, There's no nicotine? Uh, no nicotine.
0: Just the straight mint that you were... Boy,
1: straight. Ooh. And I mean, you, you talk about getting used to it. Holy cow.
0: So did you, but, uh, I know you used to have some of those were you uh addicted to
1: it? No, you know, I wasn't addicted to it. I uh it was kind of funny when we um uh, found out that the the mint snuff place was down here and uh by the by the um by the air museum. But it, there was no signs or anything, so I had my manager with me and we were out there just... I know he's out here some places. You know, his business has got to be because they're mailing every day. Well, it was really interesting because I said, well, let's just get out of the vehicle and just start sniffing. And,
0: and see where we can find the mint? Yep,
1: yeah, and we did find it. Uh, there was a door and but... There's no signage or anything on it, um and that's the way they wanted to keep it.
0: Wow, so it's like it's like one of those things though where you almost feel like by that story you're like, was it really just mint snuff?
1: Well, you know, uh, like I said before, the town itself um was a very old town and it's run by people that have uh, the farms and the, um, you know, uh, and they all have, I'm I'm not sure exactly how it works, but uh, the farm people there sell their um, goods like the milk and everything to Tillamook cheese.
0: Ah, so they're all
1: working together. Yep, all pretty much together. And, so, uh, you don't ever want to
0: piss off a farmer in Tillamook.
1: Well, it's not the best thing for business. Well,
0: I mean, I can't imagine it's
1: the best thing for anything. Yeah, it, it's different. It's a different world. It really is. Yeah, i uh, I give you some idea. My other daughter, I had a... Uh, uh, 86 and a half Nissan pickup, and I had um, I had some highlights on it, and um, I I had people all the time would come into my office and knock at the door and say, um, you know, I saw your daughter today in town, and uh, she. R- it wasn't red, the light wasn't red, but it was yellow and she she ran it. And I said, oh, really? She said, oh yeah. Jeez. But I had people Twice. I I had people that would just come in or call me up and say, This is what your daughter did And um uh, and then when my daughter came home I'd say, Hey, how'd it go today? Oh, it went good. I said, Do you have anything interesting happen?" No. I said, well, um, what about that yellow uh, light that you uh, ran? Well, how'd you know that? And I said, believe me. They, 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 I get to know they, everything. Well, they do. They're, uh, they use a lot of the old-timers they have, uh, the CBs.
0: Oh, yes. Those and, are a form of entertainment.
1: Yeah, they really are. I
0: mean, you they, can sit there and listen on the CB radio, and pretty much know everything that's going to be news for the next day and have it happening. It was like uh, basically the Facebook Live before.
1: That's for sure.
0: So what else do you think we should wrap up this episode with? Because we got about Uh ten minutes.
1: Well, you know, what would you like to, uh, let's see, what would people, you know, like to know
0: Hmm.
1: what do you think
0: well I mean I think people always like to hear about weird stories funny stories things like that of course because well we have an overabundance of those um well hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: hmm what can we wrap this story up with that's a an amusing one.
1: Amusing one. Out. I feel like
0: we have so many tales that we, you know, know well, about, but we haven't even
1: touched on. Well, and it, you're absolutely correct. We, um, moving around, uh, like I had to do, um, it was really interesting because different towns um, are they're set up different. You know, and um, just like you know, some some towns they don't they don't want people. Um, you know, you, you want to come in. You know, you uh, get buy something at our store, but get out of here. We don't want you. You know, s- staying.
0: They're not but, welcoming of the new people in town. They don't come and bring you a casserole and a welcome basket.
1: Uh, not that I know of.
0: Oh, that's sad. I mean, I feel like, uh, even where I live, it's not like you get a welcome basket or anything. It's like, hey, so this neighbor's sketchy, so watch out for them. And that's usually about the extent of it. And then you're like, hey, I'll watch your stuff, you watch my stuff. What you do for a living, okay, cool, this is what I do for a living. And it's like, you just, you have, like, those little casualties to where you at least know the basics of people. But... <clears throat> I mean, I've never moved into an area where it was like, oh, you're new in town, and it's like, yeah, besides Tillamook. Tillamook was definitely a different one. And I feel like, you know, even moving here to Grants Pass and stuff at one point, I was definitely a little bit of the outsider, but I feel like everybody's pretty welcoming overall. we got a big enough community, I think, in general. I think also, uh, well... So have you, have I told you about this, uh, small town and I want to say the show is called No One Saw a Thing and it was like a town that basically there was a murder happened in daylight and it was like basically the town bully in a way and it happened right after like a committee meeting, broad daylight and no one looked up and saw who did it and the town had kept the secret for like over 40 years. No one said a thing and it's like that's the type of stuff that i feel like in a way that you're kind of hinting at where it's like there skeletons buried oh, in yeah. every town and it's like sometimes the new folks just end up poking their heads where they shouldn't be and they're kind of like the meddling kids from scooby doo in a way
1: well you you're right and um it it's kind of funny because uh when uh you we move around uh you you first of all you've got to make sure that that's where you want to be too, um, you know. Sometimes you'll uh, how that how that works is they will go ahead and post an opening, like uh, either be a postmaster or be a, a delivery supervisor or a manager or any of those, but. I've I've talked to more people that, uh, and I I learned kind of the hard way myself.
0: You were late to the a, game. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, what happens too is, you, you there's a lot of different things, like uh, we're, uh, in in Oregon we have a lot of, uh, in Washington, uh, the uh, the Indians. Uh they have their
0: oh the reservations.
1: The reservations the Native and, Americans. Yep, Native Americans and they have opened um one after another of the um casinos. And uh it's it's pretty interesting because they have on their reservation they um, have their own system, the whole system is theirs, uh, and that's even far as the police force and um, everything. It's just that's uh, kind of cool, though. Everything.
0: It's like it's all self-contained. It's like its own uh, dynamic.
1: Yeah, it really is, and um, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of neat when you start looking at some of the backgrounds.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have always thought it's really interesting with the Native American history, some of the different stuff that they do culturally wise and stuff like that. And I just think it's cool, too, sometimes when you go into the different casinos, because you do get to see kind of a little museum of what their tribe was, where it started and things like that. So I do totally think that's cool, and I'm always a fan of liquor stores that uh, are on the reservations as well, because they usually have great deals, number one. Oh, yeah. Number two, it's like they're open way later, and well, I don't know. Sometimes I uh, am not someone that can get to a liquor store before 6 p.m.
1: Well, it's not only that. They have their own police force. They have uh, oh, yeah, everything itself yeah they're 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 just they're just their own entity you know and it's um it, it can get a little bit crazy too because uh we've had situations out there and some of the uh, towns that are uh run by the um, native americans and and it's uh you know they have their own their they're Just, almost
0: like their own uh, mob in a way. Is yeah, that, is that yeah. what you're trying to hint at? They have their own uh, kind of we handle things. You yeah. don't need to handle things. We'll let you know if we need your assistance.
1: See, and that's where the rub comes in because um, they aren't, they don't work real well with uh, uh, some of the um, the regular Americans as we like to think of. But they, um, they really, they, they don't want to be, um, uh, tied up with anything but their own, you know, their own system.
0: Yeah. And, and I can totally a, understand that too, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's
0: kind of one of those things where it's like, Hey, yeah, you, you're taking enough from us already. Just let us do this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I
0: mean, I can understand that. I mean, sometimes living out here, I feel like it's that way because, well, it's kind of like the wild west like we handle our own we don't necessarily need everybody else and we'll let you know if we need you
1: i'll tell you there's a lot of towns these small towns that uh
0: we look after our own
1: yep yep and um it's it can get pretty crazy out there
0: Hey, well i mean sometimes you do got to look after your own right
1: yeah yeah
0: well i guess without further ado Later, witches.
1: And this is uh, AJ signing off also. Until our next time. Peace.